Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility. I'm so happy you're here listening. I just love talking with you. I hope that each time we speak, you get a little clearer about what weight loss can look like, that it does not have to be restrictive or depriving, and it can be kind and feel good and easy. Okay, that's always what I'm going for. So hopefully you're feeling that way. And uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit more about that subject. So when someone wants to lose weight, in this American culture in particular, they usually decide to go on some sort of diet. You know, the word diet. And everyone around them would agree, right? If you want to lose weight, you want to diet. That's it. Is it going to be keto? Is it going to be Jenny Craig? Is it going to be, you know, there's a million different diets. And it usually means one thing. All those diets mean one thing. It's a really narrow view of calories in and calories out. Okay, so it's just decrease calories in and increase calories out. And while physiologically that's true, which is why this gets so tricky, it's it's not for no reason that this is a hard concept because calories in and calories out technically works, but it's much bigger than that. Usually in the American diet culture, it when we decide that we're going to you know go on a diet, which is cal- restrict calories in. It's so it's it's exactly that restrictive. It requires willpower because it's not something you really want to do. So you have to sort of force yourself into doing something you don't want to do or to go hungry which feels terrible and you're sort of punished there's a punishment in there that is encouraged frankly in the American diet culture. I actually could go on and on about the American diet culture, but I'm just going to have a little corner of it today. So when someone's sort of gearing up like, okay, I'm going to do the restrictive deprivation thing because because pounds do come off. But then, of course, what we do know is they come back on. But, okay, we're not thinking about that part right now because this time will be different. Usually people will have like a last supper, right, a huge meal because they're never going to have those foods again, ever, 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 ever. And they sort of dive right in. And then something like this happens. You meet your friends after work for dinner and everyone's ordering pasta and pizza and you told yourself you should order a salad, but you get caught up and your friends say, oh, live a little, you don't need a diet, what are you doing? This is our time to have fun. You worked a long day, that sort of thing. And so you decide, you look at the menu, everything looks amazing because of course you're starving, you skipped lunch today or you had rabbit food or something (laughs) and so you're super hungry. You look at the menu and everything looks unbelievably incredible again, because you're hungry, but I'm, I'm not talking about that right now. And you decide to order the lasagna. And since you blew it anyway, right, because now you ordered the lasagna, forget it. You're, you have bread, you have a glass of wine, and when the lasagna comes, you eat the whole thing. So there's that. And then you're so angry with yourself that you berate yourself for having no willpower, you didn't want it enough, or you're lazy, or it's impossible for you, or any number of those terrible loops that we have in our head. And then we're feeling terrible because of that, and we mope, and we give up on the idea of weight loss. 
because it feels impossible. And let me tell you something, that scenario does feel impossible. So you're not wrong, but <laughs> there is another way. But in, in this case, we're just doing the straight American diet thing. We give up on the idea of weight loss until the next time when our pants aren't fitting or we see a picture of ourselves or something like that. And then we try this terrible cycle over and over again. And it's just not fair. It's not fair to you. That's what's not fair about it. And this is the point of today. It's not fair to focus on one meal. If you can't order in the perfect way that will reduce the calories significantly, then forget it. Then you can't do it. That's not true. And that's not fair. Doesn't take into account how humans work and how our brains work. So deciding to start a diet totally unprepared for how bodies and brains actually work will lead to miserable failure every single time. And not because there's something wrong with you, but because that is not how it works. Even if you're told it is how it works, it really isn't. Promise. Like that's my whole, that's what I'm going to stand on my soapbox forever and let everyone know. Our brains and bodies do not work like that. Again, the problem is it looks like it works like that for a very short amount of time. But anything that is that short, it clearly is not successful long-term. We are only talking about long-term success here. The other stuff is just miserable. Yo-yoing. It's, it's miserable on our bodies. It's miserable on our brains. It's miserable on our like soul. It does not work. And it's because there's a flaw. Our bodies and brains don't work like that. It's kind of like if you imagine someone who wants to run races. They're like, oh, I have an idea. I think I could, I'm going to win a race. You know, I've been walking all my life. I know how to run. So I'm going to enter a race and I line up and there's athletes all around me, you know, ready to go. And I'm like, well, I know how to walk and run so I can do this. The, you know, the starter goes off and you come in last place. Of course. Of course you do. Would you berate yourself for that? Would you call yourself some sort of failure loser person because you were up against trained people and you came in last and you just, you just appeared. I mean, you didn't, you didn't train, you didn't do anything. You just are like, Hey, I'll enter this race. Probably it would be more obvious to you that the other people had systems in place. They were prepared in a way that you were not. They prepare their bodies and brains to run a race. It's like Olympic athletes. They have trainers and they have food, you know, eaten in a certain specific way. And their whole lives are designed for them to be optimal at what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying you have to be optimal, but you do have to be more prepared than just showing up for a race. It's really the same thing with just randomly starting a diet and expecting yourself to be able to change on a dime. It's not fair. Now, I know this is not the perfect analogy, <laughs> but the point is you just don't go to a race without preparation, okay? Just to deciding you want to be a runner doesn't make it so. And just having the thought that you want to lose weight doesn't make it so. I wish it did. It requires support, just like becoming a, a runner in races, 
requires support, requires training and practice and all that sort of thing. A scaffolding has to be in place so that you can make decisions about your food easily without feeling deprived or restricted. We think it's just about deciding to have chicken instead of lasagna when you're out to dinner with friends, but it's not. It's about all the rest of life and how all the rest of your life supports you being able to make decisions at meals that feel good in your body and feel easy to make. Can you see what a difference that is? Feeling like a decision is easy. This is going to sound silly, but (laughs) it's easy. (laughs) Like it's easy to make an easy decision. It's hard to make a hard decision. So we want meal food decisions to feel easy. The way they feel easy is if you feel supported in the rest of your life. Okay, and this includes things like sleep. In order for you to be able to lose weight consistently and keep it off, you have to have good sleep. Now, that isn't always 100% true. I'm going <laughs> to, because. People with newborns and all the rest of that, they can, they can lose weight, but then it means their other support has to be in place. So one of these things can be out of whack, but if that's the case, then you need to shore up the things that you can support, that can be running well in your life. So for a lot of us, sleep is one of them. Once you have that baby, then, you know, we'll talk about the other things, but if There's no reason, if you're watching a lot of Netflix and going to bed late, it might behoove you to go to bed earlier if you have a goal of weight loss. And we're going to get back to the Netflix because, of course, it's not evil to watch Netflix. It's only if it's impacting your life in a negative way and cutting down on your sleep could be impacting your food choices, which could be impacting your weight. And sleep also, by the way, has the added truth to it that it affects your hunger hormones. If you get poorer sleep, you actually are hungrier the next day. So getting good sleep. So just that one thing, just getting good sleep would help you make better decisions the next day about your eating. And if you're not as hungry or not craving as many things, that makes it easier too. A lot of people don't talk about sleep or these supporting things. But it's very important to have this in place so that you can make decisions about your food in a much easier way. Okay, so sleep's one of them. Hydration, that's another one. Drinking enough water in the day keeps your body hydrated so that you're not confusing thirst with hunger. And also, it keeps the systems going. It's also needed in the equation to burn fat. And Your body will preferentially use your water for all the other things it needs, and then it will use it to burn fat. So you have to have enough water on board, but also you feel better when you have enough water on board. And if you want a idea of how much water, two liters, two liters of water, anything without caffeine can count. Bubbly works. As long as it doesn't have caffeine, it can count. So, and I'd say without calories, although I guess caffeine-free soda would count, but two liters of water, water is really the best, will keep your systems working, keep you feeling, like I said, not hungry due to thirst, so that again, you have the information your body needs to make decisions about 
food, easier decisions. So having enough water on board makes a difference. Okay, this one, I was just talking with a client about this one, having the house clean. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a clean house. What I'm saying is if you want a clean house and it's something that sort of bothers you, if the house isn't clean, then you can sort of get into, uh, you know, either you're doing it and burning candles at both ends if you don't have time, or your partner's supposed to do it, but they don't, or any, any sort of anything with house cleaning <laughs> can affect your mood. So again, I'm not saying you have to have a clean house, but you have to come to a balance with the your environment and the work it takes to keep it that way. So outsourcing vacuuming may help you lose weight. Do you see what I mean? So these, these things, if you don't have to worry about vacuuming and then you can go for a walk because you love to go for a walk, but you haven't been doing it because you've had to vacuum and do this and do that, it may make so much sense to have someone else do the vacuuming. You know, either paying them or bartering or, you know, there's many different ways or, you know, don't care about the vacuuming. It, like there's so many ways of doing that, but this tension with home and your to-do list and all the rest of that stuff, humans can only do so many things. And so if your to-do list is too impacted, of course your food is going to be challenging. Of course. So, it, it taking a look at the things that you want and need and deciding which one is going to give so that you have brain space to be able to make different decisions with your food. Along the same lines is self-care. Do you know that your brain functions better when you are outside for 10 minutes a day? When you go for a walk? When you take a Zumba class, when you dance, when you paint, when you, anything, anything that you know, this is exactly the thing about putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before anyone else. You have to take care of yourself, your body first, before you can ask it to do anything different. It's you know, it's like a, a car. If you don't change the oil and you don't put in gas and you don't do all those things, it can't function. It's so important to learn for yourself what are the things that have you functioning optimally. And right now, we're not even talking about the fuel of food. We're just talking about breathing, feeling like you can make decisions, feeling like you can... I keep going back to breathing. <laughs> it's like breathing room. Like if you love getting up early in the morning and reading the Bible or some inspirational text, then do that. That will help you lose weight. If that's something that, that makes your day go smoothly, then that's the first thing you have to get in place before you're going to make any decisions about food. So what is that for you? Knowing what that is is so important. It's not fair to try to lose weight without getting these things in place. Things like time with your partner, 
prioritizing that date night, cuddle time, like, at, like, what is it you need? You get to figure that out and ask for it. Same goes for pleasure and fun. Fun is so important because when food is your only fun, then of course you're not going to make different decisions about your food. Like, duh, it's, you're not going to do that because it's your only fun. If you're only working and sleeping and eating, then you're going to take the fun where you can. And guess what? If it's not at your job or it's not in sleep, then it's going to be in your food. That is too much to put on your food. It's not fair. I'm not saying food shouldn't be enjoyable. It absolutely should, and it is. It's delicious. But that cannot be your main source of pleasure and fun. So again, having this in place, where is your fun? Where are you going to get fun that's non-food? You know, and often it's creative. So making sure you have time to create things or watch things or spend time with people or be outside or move your body. These are things that can be pleasurable. I mean, you certainly can do things like, you know, play pickleball, mahjong, you know, I don't even know, game and games. You can join groups. You can take classes in painting and, you know, I mean, certainly you can go there, but making sure that you have something you enjoy, that you love, that brings you a sense of calm, of peace, of, of fun, of joy. That has to be in place before you can make decisions about food in a different way. So all of that, do you see how it's unfair to ask someone to change their food dramatically if they don't have the rest of these structures in place? It's just like running a race without being trained, without doing all the things that are important to get you ready to run the race. So I'm, I, what I'm always looking for too is how you can see this in a different way so that the answer isn't that there's something wrong with you. Because I promise you that's not the answer. The reason you haven't lost weight yet isn't because there's something wrong with you. It's because you may not have known this piece of information. And the reason you didn't know it is because it's not out there. <laughs> because people just say, oh, just choose differently. And then if you don't or can't or it's too challenging, then there's something wrong with you. Again, not. Do you see that? That cycle is terrible. <laughs> I hate that cycle. There's nothing wrong with you. It requires all of this. Your fun, your pleasure, your hydration, your sleep, your self-care, your environment. All of this has to flow, has to, has to be in a place that you're comfortable with it so that you can start to make different decisions with your food. So that's it, my friends. That's what I have to tell you. It's, to me, it's totally worth it to lose weight this way because, of course, the benefit is not only that you it feels so much easier to actually lose weight, but the rest of your life feels better too. And isn't that a dream? I mean, for the rest of your life to feel better and it easy to be losing weight, that's it. You can have that. You can have that. And I am happy to help you with that. These are the kinds of things we work on. And we work together. So you can go to stephaniefinemd.com. That's F-E-I-N. 
you can press the lose weight with me button there and we will be connected to talk and more about this and how I can help you. But just this concept is huge and taking it in will make a very big difference in your sustainable weight loss journey. I'm sending you so much love. Have a great week. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.